Forbes and Elizabeth Alloway established the Winnipeg Foundation in 1921, it's unlikely they fathomed its growth and success. Our community, the Community Foundation movement, and philanthropy in Canada has been and will forever be impacted by their foresight and generosity. It all started with Bill Alloway. He was a soldier with the Wolseley Expedition and worked his way up to become a member of Winnipeg's elite. We'll talk about him more in a later episode, but long story short, he was inspired to give back to the community from which he and his wife received so much. On June 5th, 1921, Bill commented in the Manitoba Free Press, Winnipeg has been my home and has done more for me than it ever may be in my power to repay. I owe everything to this community, and I feel that it should derive some benefit from what I've been able to accumulate. Instead of simply donating to a charity, Bill had his eye set on something more permanent. According to Peter Lowe, who was the Foundation's first paid employee and went on to become its first executive director, Alloway learned of the concept of community trusts from the Cleveland Foundation and thought the concept would work well in Winnipeg. Alloway was struck by the idea that if local philanthropists work together by pooling and investing their resources, so much more could be achieved that would help support the community in perpetuity. Here's how the Winnipeg Foundation defined a community trust from one of its minute books in the 1920s. A community trust provides a channel through which men and women of limited means, as well as those of large wealth, may directly and effectively combine their contributions to the welfare of the community under a plan which gives flexibility of application together with efficiency, and at the same time enables those who give donations or bequests to the trust to designate the type of charitable service to which their donations shall be devoted. Once Alloway decided to move forward with this idea of a community trust, the foundation came together pretty quickly. In February of 1921, Alloway convened a group of citizens in his home, which included Hugh John MacDonald, son of Canada's first Prime Minister and the Premier of Manitoba for nine months in 1900, along with four other members of Winnipeg's elite. They struck a provisional advisory board, and solicitor Charles P. Wilson was recruited to draft a petition of incorporation. MLA Edith Rogers, Manitoba's first woman to be elected to the legislature, sponsored the petition, and the Foundation's Act of Incorporation received royal assent on April 26, 1921. It was the first community foundation in Canada. According to the Act, the Foundation was to be directed by a five-member advisory board, which would include the Mayor of Winnipeg ex officio. The founding board members were Chief Justice Thomas G. Mathers, Judge Robert M. Dennistone, Lawyer William E. Makara, Baker and Mayor Edward Parnell, and Anglican Cleric Robert E. McElloran. At the Foundation's first official meeting on June 6, 1921, Alloway delivered the first gift, a check for $100,000. For more than three years, it was the only gift until September 1924, when three $5 gold coins were delivered anonymously to the Alloway and Champion Bank. They came in an envelope inscribed with the words, The Widow's Might. This gift solidified the concept, 
which undergirds the foundation and community philanthropy to this day. It is not the size of the gift, but the act of giving that matters. Today, Canada's community foundation movement continues to gather momentum with at least 191 across Canada, including 56 in Manitoba. The second gift received by the Winnipeg Foundation was three gold coins, each valued at $5. It was delivered anonymously in a white envelope with the words, The Widow's Might, written on the front, and stamped with the date of September 6, 1924. The term Widow's Might has fallen out of use today, but at the time it was common. Merriam-Webster defines it as, a small contribution that is willingly given and is all one can afford. Clergy preached how virtues would accrue from a gift of seemingly little value if directed properly and given in the right spirit. This gift established the philosophy that guides the Winnipeg Foundation to this day. It's not the size of the gift, but rather the act of giving which matters. Did you know, Chief Justice Thomas Graham Mathers, who served on the founding advisory board of the Winnipeg Foundation, was appointed to head the Royal Commission on Industrial Relations following the 1919 general strike. That commission led to minimum wage legislation, an eight-hour workday, unemployment and health insurance, and free collective bargaining in Canada. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org.